Hi, I'm John Hill, pastor of Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, and I want to welcome you to our radio program, Grounded. For the next 30 minutes, we hope to bring you God's message in a way that connects with you wherever you may be today. We hope that you enjoy and find yourself a little more grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. In life, it's important that we have people to lean on. For a Christian, that means a loving, caring, and compassionate church family. Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City invites you to come experience the warmth and companionship of a loving church home. Flint Hill United Methodist Church exists to be a lighthouse and a life-saving station through Christian outreach. We offer a nursery, children and youth programs, outreach ministries, small group Bible study, volunteer opportunities, and more. All visitors are welcome. Services begin at 1045 on Sunday mornings at Flint Hill United Methodist Church, 2858 Flint Hill Road, just off Old Dateville Road in Alex City. For more information, look up Flint Hill Church on Facebook or visit our website at flinthillumc.com. This is Grounded with Pastor John Hill, an outreach ministry of Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, Alabama. On today's program, Pastor John presents the first part of a character study, King David Facing Giants, on Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church. Good morning. We are going to start a new sermon series over the next four weeks. And as you know, I really love the Old Testament. And so a lot of the, the studies that we're going to do throughout this next year are going to be Old Testament based. But they're also, we're going to throw in some character studies, if you will. Uh, studies of individuals whose life uh, was lived in a way that we might can learn something from them uh, as we go forward in our own lives. King David was one of them. And so we're going to start with David. And when you ask most young people, or when you ask most people, if you ask them, what do you know about David of the Bible? The first thing that they will say is David and Goliath. Uh, it's really the first place that David shined in the Bible. Uh, he had been anointed by God. Uh, and by Samuel, but he had not really done anything as of yet um, that made him stand out. This was it. This was it for David. This was his coming out moment, if you will. As we look at this, as we look at this story, it's very easy to get caught up in the, uh, in, in the story itself. But in order to really get a proper perspective of that story, I think we've got to take a look behind in the past of the story and what happens to David in the future uh, so because it all kind of goes together. This is not just a standalone uh, tale of David. It, it plays a part, uh, a pivotal role in his life. And so we've got to kind of take a look at what's going on before and after uh, so that we can see the bigger picture. And we take a look at the past and the future. 
Israel, as you know, had wanted a king. And they had begged for a king and they had looked for a king. And finally, Saul is chosen to be their king. Saul disobeys God. You remember that with a, with a man by the name of Agag? Agag, however you want to pronounce it. He disobeyed God and was disobedient to God. And so God rejected King Saul. He said, King Saul is no longer going to be the king. And so Samuel, God's prophet, goes in search of the new king. God leads him to a town called Bethlehem. And there he goes to Jesse's house. And he calls Jesse's sons together. And they all gather together. And the Lord, as he goes down the line, the Lord tells Samuel, No, this is not the one. This is not the one. This is not the one. And he gets and he says, is there another one? He said, yeah, he's out in the field. Well, go get him. We're not going to do anything until you bring him here. And so they went and they got David. He was the youngest of six boys. And Samuel anoints David to be the future king of the Israelites. David will one day be that king. So we go from the past where Samuel has anointed David to looking into the future that one day David is going to be king. He's going to be the king of of the Israelites, but also if you look even further, it's from the lineage of David that Jesus Christ comes into the world. And so David has a big role to play. So if you bookmark this issue, this, this story with David and Goliath, if you bookmark it with what's going on in the past and what's going on going to be going on in the future, you can almost look at this and say, this is one of David's rites of passage. This is one of David's training events, if you will. This is one of the ways that God is going to prepare David to be king of the Israelites. Okay, this is one of the things that David, this is going to get David a rep, okay, a reputation. This is going to get David some credence, okay? Uh, as, as the people of Israel began to look upon David, as God leads David to become their king, God's going to use this battle to prepare David for the role he would play as king. You're listening to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City with Pastor John Hill. John, God is often preparing not only David, but us in our everyday lives for how he's going to use us as well. Well, God is always in the mode of using us, and God is always using the situations that we may be going through in life to prepare us for some sort of ministry down the road. And God can use anything that we're going through, be it good or be it bad, God can use that in order to bring glory to the kingdom. He can use us in a later time to use the experience that we're going through in the present time to bring someone else peace, to bring someone else comfort, uh, to bring glory to the kingdom of God at a later date. Let's return now for part two of David Facing Giants on Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church. So let's take a look at some scripture. What's going on here previous to this is there's a battle going on. Philistines on one side and the Israelites on the other. And yet the Philistines have this secret weapon, if you will. It's not very secret, but it's a weapon. And he stands, theologians tell us, he stands anywhere between nine and a half feet tall to almost ten feet tall. 
He's huge. He's battle-tested. Ever since he was a youth, he's been in battle. And, and this would be like, in this day and time, having an aircraft carrier when the other side doesn't. It's huge, it's big, it's powerful, and that's what Goliath was. And Goliath gets out every day, and he challenges the Israelites, and he blasphemes God. And he says, send me somebody to fight. But all the Israelites are looking at this huge mountain of a man and saying, I'm not going out there. I'm not going to do that. And yet day after day, Goliath issues the challenge. And then David's father Jesse sends him out to send some food to his brothers who's engaged in the battle. And so David goes out there and he hears this giant making his rants and ravings and blaspheming God. And David says, who's going to do anything about this? And nobody says anything. And Saul has even offered a reward for anybody who would go out and kill Goliath. But one of David's brothers sees him and says, you need to be quiet. You need to hush. And because that's what big brothers do. But David doesn't hush. King Saul hears about it and he brings him before him. And David tells Saul, don't worry about this Philistine. I'll go fight him. And Saul says, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Now let me ask you this question. In life, in life, how often do we come against a struggle? How often do we come against something in our path? How often are we waiting on a doctor's diagnosis? How often are we trying to get our marriage together and keep it together? How often are we finding ourselves in this trouble or that trouble or that debt or this debt and trying to get out of it? How often are we fighting against the struggles, whatever they may be in life, and people are coming to us and it seems like the whole world is telling us, there's no way you can fight this. You can't win. Pretty often, I think. Pretty often. Let me ask you a question this morning. What's the nine foot, nine inch giant in your life? How are you going to fight that giant? Does it seem impossible? Does it seem hopeless? For some of us, it may very well seem that way. I hope after this this morning, you will see the hope. I hope after this morning, you will see how nothing when God gets involved is hopeless. But David protested, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or bear comes and steals a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and I rescue the lamb from this jaws. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw. I catch it and I club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears. And I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. 
The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistine. You see, David automatically gave glory to God. He knew who had rescued him. You follow me? For every battle, David gave glory to God. He didn't take it for himself. When he was faced with something greater than himself, he knew that God was the force behind him, and it was not by his own devices. When something incredible happens in your life, give glory to God. When something minor happens in your life, give glory to God. Because without God, we are nothing. I knew a lady one time that had an extremely bad marriage. She was abused, physically abused. And she stayed in that for like 12 years of that physical abuse in her life of a man beating up on her. And finally she got out. And she went and she got counseling. And she went through counseling for years. But you know what she finally did? And you know what helped her? She told me one time what helped her the most was the fact that she had started a, a little mission, a place where battered women could go and seek help. And she got more out of that than she did all that counseling. It was by using the experience that she had been through and turning it into something good. Turning it into something where she could help somebody else. And she was able to take all that pain from the past and use it to bring glory to God by helping other ladies out. Every battle we face in life, God can use that experience later on. God used the experience with David and the bears and the lions to prepare him for Goliath. He used Goliath for further preparation when he became king. Saul finally consented, all right, go ahead. Then Saul gave, our very next action, then Saul gave David armor, his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. And David put it on and he strapped the sword over it. And he took a step or two to see what it's like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. And so David took them off, and he picked up five smooth stones from a stream, or rocks, and he put them in his shepherd's bag. And then only armed with a shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. You see, David chose not to rely on the world's protection, but placed his trust in two things. The first thing he placed his trust in was his past experiences. He placed his trust in his past experiences. He placed his trust in when he went out and fought those bears. He, faced, he put his trust in his experiences when he went out and he destroyed those lions. He put his trust in the faith in God that he had found in that because remember he would given glory to God for that he gave glory to God for those things so he knew where it was so he had placed his trust in his experience and he also placed his trust in God Goliath walks out toward David his shield is so big he's got a shield bearer ahead of him carrying his shield he sneered in contempt at this ruddy faced boy Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. 
Come over here. And I'll give you your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, said Goliath. And David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you. Do you get that? Not David. Today the Lord is going to conquer him. You come at me with all this stuff, I'm coming at you with one thing, I'm coming at you with God. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Why is David doing this? He's doing this to spread the word of God. Not the word of David, he's doing it to spread the word of God. He's putting God first. He realizes throughout his experiences in life, it's been because of God he's gotten to where he is today, and it will be because of God that he will overcome this giant. He has no doubt about that. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with a sword and a spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. He's doing this for God. You're listening to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City with Pastor John Hill. And John, a lot of confidence from David, although you would have to say he was the ultimate underdog in this battle. Absolutely. David was absolutely the underdog in this situation. Uh, he was small in stature, and, and Goliath was over nine foot tall. He was a giant who was used to being in battle, used to killing people. And this, by all accounts, is David's first battle that he has entered. He has been in battle with lions and, and bears before in his role as a shepherd, but certainly not to this extent. And there was no reason to think that David would be qualified even to go up against this giant. We'll return with the conclusion of David facing giants on Grounded. In life, it's important that we have people to lean on. For a Christian, that means a loving, caring, and compassionate church family. Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City invites you to come experience the warmth and companionship of a loving church home. Flint Hill United Methodist Church exists to be a lighthouse and a life-saving station through Christian Outreach. We offer a nursery, children and youth programs, outreach ministries, small group Bible study, volunteer opportunities, and more. All visitors are welcome. Services begin at 1045 on Sunday mornings at Flint Hill United Methodist Church, 2858 Flint Hill Road, just off Old Dateville Road in Alex City. For more information, look up Flint Hill Church on Facebook or visit our website at flinthillumc.com. Welcome back to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church. Today's sermon is David Facing Giants, and Pastor John Hill joins us now. John, we face our own giants in life. Yeah, we do. We face our own battles in life. We face our own giants in life, and oftentimes our giants don't manifest themselves in a nine-foot uh, giant that's standing in front of us talking bad about our God, but our, our giants may be marital difficulties. It may be uh, raising our children. It may be a struggle with addiction. Uh, it could be monetary. It could be financial situation that we have found ourselves in. And oftentimes those look so daunting and they look so great and they're every bit as big as a nine-foot giant standing in front of us, making fun of us and making fun of our God. 
And yet, just as, as David did, we have God on our side. And with God on our side, all things become possible. And the giants that we face, even though they may be bigger than we are, they're not bigger than God. And God can accomplish a victory in our lives over any giant that may stand in our way. That's how great our God is. Let's return to the sermon now as we present the conclusion of David facing giants on Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church. To whatever it is you imagined a while ago that was your 10-foot giant, to whatever it was that you thought about when I said that, when I said think about that 9-foot-9 giant, remember that? And you had that picture in your mind of whatever it was in your life that you may be struggling with, can you imagine having the confidence to go up against that as David did going up against Goliath? And looking at whatever it is you you saw in your mind's eye and saying, this is the Lord's battle and He's going to give you to us. You're not going to win. Can you imagine having that confidence? Sure, I hope you can. Because God gives us that confidence. When we trust in God, we've got that confidence. Because David knew no matter what happened that day, God was going to win. Even if he got got wiped up off the hill by Goliath, he knew that God was going to win. You see, folks, we face things all the time. We face sickness in our life and we face we face test we're waiting on from a doctor you know what God's already won that battle God's already won that battle we see our loved ones pass away God's won that battle we've lost loved ones God's won that battle they're not dead Jesus won that battle you know what I'm saying we don't have anything to worry about We can stand up with the confidence of David here and say, you know what, this is the Lord's battle and He's going to give you to us. We can stand up against those things in life that try to destroy us. We can stand up against the addictions that we have in life and we can stand up and say the battle is the Lord's. We can have that confidence. We can stand up to whatever it is that we thought about a while ago. And say that because of what God does for us. You see, David chose not to rely on his world protection, on worldly protection, but he placed his trust in his past experiences and he placed his trust in his faith in God. And when Goliath moved closer to attack, you know, realize he didn't even have the respect of David enough for David to lower his visor on his helmet. Big mistake. He moved closer, and then David didn't wait on him. David quickly ran out to meet him. And reaching in his shepherd's bag, he took out a stone. And he hurled it with a sling, and he hit the Philistine in the forehead. And the stone sank in. And Goliath stumbled, and all ten feet of him fell face down to the ground. And then David withdrew a sword and he cut his head off. And the people of Israel saw how great not David was, but God was. And they attacked the Philistines and they won. Who 
or what is your nine foot nine inch giant that's in your life? Are you trying to defeat the giants in your own life using your own strength, your own passion, your own desire, but you're leaving God out of the equation? If that's the case, you're probably going to fail. Because I believe it's only with God's strength do we succeed. Where have you placed your trust? Have you placed it in yourself? Have you placed it in your bank account? Your 401k, your retirement? Have you placed it in your job? Have you placed it in the things that you drive or that you use or the house that you live in? Have you placed your trust in the world? Or have you placed it in God? David placed his trust in God. And he went through life defeating giants. You're listening to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, Alabama with Pastor John Hill. John, we all face giants in our life, but we don't have to face them alone. We have the greatest ally in the world. And that being God, we are called children of God, and, and God claims us as his children, and, and God's protection goes with us. Uh, but oftentimes we rely on worldly things to provide us with the protection that we think we need, whether that be money or stuff. Uh, and we rely on that just as, uh, just as King Saul was relying on his armor and giving it to David, thinking that that would give David the protection that he needed. But the protection that we all need is the same protection David had, and that's the protection of God. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for the protection. We thank you for the love that you have for us. God, you have just called us your child, and you offer us all the things that we need in life. And even though we face struggles, even though we face times in life when it seems like we're outmatched, outwitted, and outsized, you are there for us. And when you're with us, nothing can be against us. And we thank you for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. As Christians, we're commanded by Christ to be in the disciple-making business. At Flint Hill, in order to help someone be a disciple, we feel that we must equip him or her to be one. And so we use our Sunday school classes, our small groups, our Bible studies, and other small group classes to equip our congregation to become better disciples in all facets of their life. And we invite you to experience Flint Hill and find a faith family. You've been listening to Grounded, an outreach ministry of Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, Alabama with Pastor John Hill. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us at Flint Hill United Methodist Church at 1045 on Sunday mornings. For more information, look up Flint Hill Church on Facebook or www.flinthillumc.com. And join us again next time for Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church.